I watched, what's it called? I already lost it. Great start. Lisbon Action Heroes 3. I watched Lisbon, what the? I wonder if you can hear that. <laughs> um, probably not. Perfect. I'll just sit You're here. Just gonna sit there and, <laughs> just sit there and massage yourself? Yeah, <laughs> got a massage gun. You don't have a massage gun, do you? I don't. You don't? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I get enough pressure out of them is the thing. I kind of agree. Like, I actually prefer regular foam rollers, but this I could be way more lazy with. Like, I could just do this, like, just chilling. Mm -hmm. Whereas with a foam roller, I have, feel like I have to be super active with it. I'm like hitting all the corners and I'm going to have to be on the floor. And so this is a good alternative for when I just want to be can chilling. I, can I try some of that yeah, real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm trying yeah, to, hit it. I have, it has to... different, uh, different uh, attachments. Yeah. See, not work. See, okay. So right, yesterday. Well, this is on the lowest setting. Yeah, but okay. okay. Yesterday, yesterday I, I saw. Yeah. Yesterday I saw Ian. Uh, no. No, still. And not. he. Oh, oh God, it feels like I'm bruised there. Okay, so he he was applying. Ian, our physiotherapist. Yeah, he was applying crippling pressure to my adductor. Oh yeah. And it just feels like it's fully bruised today. I haven't checked for bruises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it probably is a little bit. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't get the same crippling pressure with that. So. so you're saying is Ian is abusive. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> On Needles, crippling pressure. <laughs> okay, so, sorry, you were talking, you were saying. I was, I was saying I was watching, uh, today I watched uh, uh, Lisbon Action Heroes. Yeah, I should have um, watched that. I didn't watch it yet, so. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, it's, but the thing is, it's still kind of like one of your typical parkour edits. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than the one thing that occurred to me when I was watching it is outside of like the guests in it because they have people come from out of town we always talk about the uk being like the parkour capital but yeah. there's always like also like a part of the year where i feel like everyone goes to lisbon lisbon is like uh it's one of those destination uh parkour areas right like like yeah you're right everybody talks about the uk and that's a destination for community and I'm not saying that there's no Lisbon community or anything, but it just feels like it's less about the Lisbon community and more about, like, it's Portugal, you know? There's, like, this whole, like, I mean, the spots are incredible. The, like, it's a beautiful part of the world. Um, still yet to been to have, have, I've still yet to go to Lisbon, so. Yeah. Um, I can only speak through what I see on... Uh, yeah, when, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's got to be the next stop, you know, um, if... For yourself? Yeah, if I have to, like, check off places to go for, for parkour, like, just surely for training, for parkour tourism, that stands out as the, the place I haven't been that I have to go. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, because, I mean, I, I still need to go to the birthplace, do the pilgrimage... But, but you've already checked, you checked that off this year, so, but yeah, the other one I haven't done is Lisbon, and that feels like it's a big, it's a big question mark in my mind of um, what that's like in person. <laughs> well, their main spot, Chaos, is like, I think they get kicked out of there really regularly mm -hmm. now. I think it's kind of like hard to train there now. 
Is that the one that has, oh, how do I describe this? It looks like there's a kind of like a yep. turning staircase in the middle <laughs> yep. and some access ramps to the side yep. and just, just, you know, more, more walls than you can shake That's a stick at. That's the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So also cool. a cool name for a spot. <laughs> They're pretty good. Good, good job, Lisbon, on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, uh, very cool name. Anyway, you should watch the video. Uh, okay. It's it, it runs long, like <laughs> how we don't like parkour videos to run long, but it is a good overall watch, and there's some really sick lines in it. Cool. Um, you know the talent. Your usual characters are in it. The All of the usual characters? Most of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Joe Scandred in this one, too? He is. <laughs> literally every single video this year <laughs> amazing um okay well did you see gizmo uh style battle battles I, like i didn't watch any of it yet and and i kind of um i didn't want to look at a story stream hmm. i know josh doey was posting on his story to go check it out you know who watched it right or uh, who won it right Kevin. Yeah. Mr. Franzen. Kevin Franzen. I saw one, I guess, because I don't really know exactly the full format of it, but it, it sounded like he made, he did four runs, mm. um, and each one was different. So it's really cool to, like, to see at least one of them, uh, what he chose to do. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that he won, because he's definitely kind of, he fits the style criteria, I think, super well when it comes to at least what Gizmo style mm -hmm. battles is looking for. Also, Matt was throwing the event and not competing. Well, so yeah, helps. yeah, 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 <laughs> of course, yeah. But yeah, super, super cool, like looking event too. I, I don't know if you saw any clips. Did you see any clips? Yeah, I saw, I saw like a little bit here and there. Yeah, I, I like that they- They had lighting, they had like mm -hmm. really cool lighting, mm -hmm. which seemed like make, to make it look really epic. Yeah. I still have lighting on the list for this year for SPL. So it's something that in the past we've talked. The problem with Origins is like you got the we got the windows on the side, and it actually can be kind of detrimental to some performances with like a really hot light coming in at the wrong time. And so you're looking at a challenge and you just have this light pouring on you. See, maybe we push it later. Mm. So what I'm thinking is I was going to try to get. Uh, just some cheap covering for the windows, like mm -hmm. just blankets, tarps, whatever, and then probably still have some of our house lights on, but then get extra ones, or turn all the house lights off, because I like the idea of being able to darken the audience, too. But, yeah, we haven't posted times yet, so we could, yeah, we could so just have it really late. What time is, like, um, like, a UFC at Madison Square Garden? What time does that happen? At? Main card, 7 p.m. So typically it's a 7 p.m. PST, mm -hmm. right? So, okay. But they have prelims and stuff mm -hmm. before that. Interesting. So 10 p.m. Eastern. What time is that in, like, Europe? I mean, it, it would be better for them than 5 p.m. That's, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> is, like, because actually that was like a piece of feedback I remember It'd hearing. It'd be 4 a.m. Yeah, It'd okay. be 4 a.m., okay. Yeah. So not like 2 a.m. or whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still, still kind of. 
Yeah, I think I think the reason why we pulled it back is because we had so many years where we would just run late for unforeseen circumstances, yeah, and yeah. last year was the first year where well, we tightened it up, right? So yeah, everything just went smooth, and except so. for except for the day one. We're not going to yeah. talk about that though. And it would be it would be cool to start at like a later time, like seven. I hope that if we did something like that, that it wouldn't trigger unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this this is a conversation for another time, yeah. probably off camera. But is this, a, is this a let us know in the comments sort of thing? <laughs> well, I think feel like well, I don't know. Sure. Let us know in the comments what time what time should SVL two yeah. happen. Feedback. Yay. Um, yeah. Give us some feedback. Um, so, uh, speaking of events. <laughs> Uh, there was a really big event that happened recently. What? <laughs> Wait, what are you? What are you drawing attention I'm, to? I'm drawing attention to the uh, the televised event that happened. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> my my brain was actually going somewhere else. All right. Um, so this was. Is, uh, it, is yeah, I guess okay. Yeah. I'll I'll accept the uh, connection there. It's yeah. valid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, <laughs> the segue. It's a segue. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great segue. So Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> Britain's Got Talent, an event that featuring happened. the Parkour Collective. Mm -hmm. The reason I don't call it an event is it does happen every week. But yes, we will we will continue with this topic now. Weekly event. Mm -hmm. uh, at least in terms of parkour, it's a pretty rare occasion. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on TV again. Britain's Got Talent with um, the Parkour Collective. So uh, the Parkour Collective is Ed Scott, Travis Verkey, Rakeik, whatever his last name actually is, and George McGowan, and technically also Tim Champion, who wasn't included in the, I know you were going to correct me there, but wasn't, he wasn't included in the um, Britain's Got Talent feature. I don't know why, but... Maybe he was busy doing something else. I think because he's just in Australia. Yeah, fair. Um, or Dubai. Or wherever, where are you, Tim? Where, where <laughs> in the world is Tim Champion? So, uh, first of all, like, what do you think about, I mean, before we actually get to Brin's Got Talent, what do you think about like the Parkour Collective as a concept? What do you think it is? Um, it's seemingly just kind of popped up out of nowhere so give me your thoughts yeah it i don't know if they threw it together just for the for britain's got talent um it is so that crew and i think they actually proved it on britain's got talent can put together a show really well um, you have some of the top well that's that's like the top talent in the world already like all of those guys are in the top 10 talent of parkour in the world. And so if you wanted to make definitely the best performance in team, <laughs> if you wanted to make a performance team, there you go. And yeah, I, th I think they, uh, they probably put on, I think for, for a short performance from what I saw in uh, Verki's vlog and also oh, you the, watched the, vlog? the live show. Cool. I watched it as well. Yeah. It, I mean, that was probably one of the smartest played 
parkour performances I've seen in terms of like putting together a tight show that was interesting. You can never go very long with a parkour performance, both for like the athletes can't do it and it probably just get boring. So, and I, I thought for like a simple setup and for like their skill sets and stuff, it was, yeah, um, thought, I thought it was, uh, it was really great for that. Uh, it's, just, it's an interesting evolution to see too, like how, what parkour performances used to look like <laughs> in comparison. Um, but what I think of the team, I, th I think, you know, there's, there's a couple guys in there. I know Ed and Tim and George, actually. Verky's kind of new, newer to it, but the, but the first three I mentioned do a lot of, or have done a lot of performances. And so it's just kind of like, all right, maybe they're deciding, let's all, let's put our powers together to see if we can get some more jobs. That's all I got. More power to him. I mean, it's uh, it, well. It's like one of those things where it. You know, this is this is the the question. I think that kind of comes up in these scenarios. Is like is is a parkour performance? Is that a um, uh, is that a viable path towards monetizing parkour? Um, is there enough demand for parkour performance to do it? Is it something that interests the people who are doing it? And also the toll it takes on um, on the athletes. Um, you know, it seemed like they actually managed to handle it super well. They had zero preparation going into it, according to Verky's vlog, and they just kind of like quickly choreographed some ideas. And then on the stage when they were practicing, they were able to kind of come up with some. Um, some additions or things that they can throw in to make it a little bit better. But uh, they, they did really great on the fly, but it's, yeah, it's like how often are parkour performances gonna be, come, be like an option for them to even pursue? And is that the purpose of the parkour collective? Is that just kind of like an opportunity to like pull together to like go after jobs, auditions and, and things like that, try to get in movies or is this just literally like, we wanna do parkour performances, we don't really know. Yeah, it, it made me really reflect on just the history of parkour as a performance uh, job or career. Cause that was, that was the thing when I started parkour. And that was like, it was synonymous with being a parkour athlete was at least in, in Vancouver with a lot of the guys that got into it early was synonymous with becoming a stuntman. And uh, many, actually several of the people that I got into parkour with or got me into parkour back then did go into stunts and basically left parkour. And it was just something that I personally too, I would always like get really excited if there was an opportunity. And now I kind of like at this stage, let's say even if I w even if I was younger right now, I think at this stage I would be like less stoked on performance opportunities because there's not a lot of growth that comes after usually like typically. So you could get a commercial or you could get um, a, like a just a performance, like a live performance job. A lot of prep goes into it. Usually you're not getting paid for as much prep, at least for the live performance things. For commercials, commercials actually pay a lot. But there's usually not anything that you can leverage on, on top of that unless you really go all in, get an agent, 
you know, do all those things and, and really try to make it your career. But if, but if you're just trying to train and then hoping these things like land for you, it doesn't, yeah, I, I don't think it's the best path for a, a, a parkour athlete anymore to try to be a performer. Yeah, kind of like, I, I watched the, um, so I watched the, there's like a clip on Britain's Got Talent that, like on their YouTube page, where it, it just shows kind of like the performance that they do, but there's no like, there's none of the talking afterward. Mm. So I had to like look into it. I tried to find like the full clip because I wanted to see like what were the judges reaction to it. And, and one of the questions, I can't remember who asked, uh, one of the judges asked them like, well, like if you were to win, like where does this go after for you? And it's, it's clearly like really heavily edited. So who knows, there might've been a longer answer, but Ed, Ed, Ed basically says like, oh yeah, well like we want to go worldwide with whatever, with the parkour collective. And it's like, what does that really mean? Is he just saying that because TV mm-hmm. is just kind of giving a generic answer because he doesn't have an answer? Or is it like, do they really want to do parkour performances worldwide as a job? I think if it paid enough, probably. Yeah. I just don't think it ever will, particularly when your act is like two minutes long, mm-hmm. um, or less. You know. Uh, I also want to—I forgot to mention this is the second time that a parkour team has been on Britain's Got Talent, and Simon was very mean last time. Yeah. He said something to the effect. This isn't you know a direct quote, but he says something to the effect that it's less interesting when there's no risk of you hurting yourself on concrete. He said, when you take it away from the, cause he, they were, they sh- showed a video similar to this one. There's like an intro video that they put up where the parkour collective is doing parkour outside and then they arrive at the, at the venue. And they showed a, a similar video to that the last time parkour was on Britain's Got Talent. And the video submission, like they were all excited about it. And then when they did their live performance, which I actually think more work went into than this one, uh, that was Simon's comment, was that it's less exciting when it's not on concrete with the risk of you yeah. hurting yourself. Well, when you when you take parkour and you put it into this, like, onstage performance element, it's, like, way less cool. It's kind of weird, too. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Like, unless you... I think parkour can look really cool in uh, the center of a, a stadium or arena, you know, like like Street League. So you build mm-hmm. out something in the center, and it, it's it's just more three dimensional too. When it's on stage, it's very two dimensional. Well, the the stage itself was super basic. It was like two platforms, like a bar structure mm-hmm. and a higher platform. And as it was like, okay, what can you do? You can like vault across the platforms. You can jump across them. You could swing on the bars, and you could swing up to the platform and maybe jump on the bars on top. So there, there wasn't mm-hmm. much you could do. But I think what was cool about the Parkour Collective was they really did a good job of performing to the judges. So like, you know, Ed comes out, does a thing to get up on top, and then he points up to the balcony where, where George is, and he fronts flips down. And then right after that happens, Verky flips right in front of the judges. So it's like this like emotional kind of experience for the judges. So I feel like they played to that really well like played to the judges really well mm-hmm. it's not just like everybody's on stage and people are taking turns doing stuff it was well choreographed 
which is cool because they didn't seemingly didn't really have much time to choreograph it and they came up with something great on on the spot but uh um oh, where was i going with this um well, i lost my train of thought here yeah you want to try we'll, we'll come back yeah we'll, we'll, we'll come back because i got i got two things that uh i wanted to mention that i feel like work against a stage a parkour stage performance regardless if you're able to get into the crowd and so it's still a, it's still a stage performance so one is what what's going to happen on britain how it's going to play on britain's got talent yeah uh, and <laughs> as freaking cool as it would be for them to win and, and by the way we can talk later about how this is good for parkour because it is oh i definitely want to talk about that yeah. um <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to, we'll, we'll finish with the positive you know but um <laughs> I went onto the YouTube and looked at what they're up against, and at the time, their video had 250k views, which is cool. There was another video that had 3 million, and it's uh, some kids it's from, it's probably way more, yeah, some kids from, uh, I believe, Uganda doing some dancing, and it's not, um, it's not what I don't think anyone would consider to be highly skilled dancing. It's fun and it tells a story and it, it provides an emotion. And there's like this golden buzzer thing that I think is part of the show that they hit mid-performance and it was this, this big deal. And that has way more views and, and so do any of the singing performances. Or so, so stage is always gonna be song and dance as like what, what people will pay tons of money for just like worldwide if you're thinking of like what people are attracted to for stage performances is to go to concerts to see pop stars or whatever so to see singing or to see to see dance those are the uh, those have always been the highest um, there's a pretty things. big ex mm -hmm. exception here and that's circus like circus so Soleil. that was the second point i was going to make was that does this already exist perfect so i set you up really does, nicely there like, does this already <laughs> exist with Cirque du Soleil and and, and there's parkour performers that have gone into Cirque du Soleil mm -hmm. and, and are still in Cirque du Soleil, right? So if you're trying to, if, if that's your thing, like if you're doing parkour and you're like, you know, I really like performing and I want to make a career in performing, that's probably an avenue that you could go into is actually Cirque du Soleil rather than trying to package well, you, or repackage parkour. You brought up a really great point earlier, which is like when you said, particular for like a two minute performance or whatever, right? It's like, yeah, like you can't do parkour for very long as an athlete. Like it's not an endurance based activity. Like unless you have a team of 10 people, you're not gonna be able to make performances that are particularly long, which would mean that if you're hired for a performance, you're likely only gonna do a two to five minute performance. I don't know, like, I don't know how, how long you can stretch it for unless you could tell a really great story where there's not a ton of actual parkour happening, it's not going to be particularly interesting to watch. Um, but the one, one thing about the, the, so the kids from Uganda doing the dancing is that video also, I'm pretty sure provided some like context mm -hmm. and like did a bunch of like emotional storytelling around like pulling on your heartstrings as a viewer yeah. and being like oh this is like you know pulling people up through dance and it's you know it's this whole like thing about it. whereas like parkour is just kind of like oh just 
just a couple of white dudes jump on stuff. You know, like, uh, th there's no... That's parkour. There's no, like, there's no story behind who they are and, like, what's so intriguing about their individual stories. Like, they came from a poor background and then through parkour they found themselves and then... Or whatever it was, right? Like, like that could make it so much more enticing if the viewers have a, a, a stronger connection with them. But yeah, they, there's really not much of a connection you can have with them uh, outside of like, wow, this is incredible and it's really cool. Um, but that kind of brings me to the point of, you know, this is good for parkour because I went through, I just kind of quickly skimmed through the comments on it and it's very positive. Um, and it's funny because it's often not when parkour is in media, it's often not very positive. It's often very like, like, what's the point, you know, or, or or it's mocking or there's even a point in the performance where the one of the guys who I think is like a host of the show like like fake vaults a chair and goes parkour so it's like is he mocking or is he excited about it you tell me um I'd, I'd say in that example he's excited yeah yeah <laughs> um but largely because it's like, yeah, because they also make a joke like, oh, do you think you could jump up and grab one of those bars? And it's like, yeah, they're actually recognizing that it's, actually, it's, it's really incredible what these three guys are doing. So yeah, parkour, like, this is great for parkour, particularly in Britain, because airs in Britain, as if they need more, <laughs> uh, more legitimacy yeah, there. More people doing it. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love to see parkour being respected at the same level across the world um, and being showcased in these contexts. But when it comes to parkour performances, I agree, it's not, it doesn't seem like a sustainable or really viable opportunity um, to continue down. So I think this is great for the parkour collective, for each of them as a group and individually because maybe this opens the door for op other opportunities, but I hope it's not just like, we're gonna put together all these performances around the world. I hope that's not their plan. I think they're, I, I would hope that their plan is something yeah, potentially more also, viable. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to be proven wrong, you know? <laughs> if, they, if they were to, uh, uh, even if they don't win, but let's say out of this, they get the attention of someone who can back them and help them go worldwide with some sort of performance that you know i i think i think it's just the there need to be a story and i've seen this done before too with parkour performances where there are sometimes like story elements and so sometimes uh, an actual like theater performance will feature a lot of parkour because like there's there's theater performances that have a lot of action in them, right? And so you could tell a story with, with parkour, but, but again, now you're adding things that you, you're at, you have to add so much to make it compelling. Whereas just the performance of stunts, cause that's, and, that, and that's the description on Britain's Got Talent too, is like parkour collective does stunts or something like stunts is in the word. So that's what it is. It's, it's, um, it's not, it's not compelling enough and doesn't leave a lasting impression enough when, when there's, no, there's no story. And it's so much easier to tell a story with, uh, with song and dance. 
Yeah. I closed on the negative. Dang it. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> back up. Um, <laughs> positive. I would love positive. to be proven wrong. Prove I would love wrong. to be proven wrong. Okay, yeah. But, but of course, you're, that's still the negative in the really, if you're looking at it. Um, well, I don't know. I just, I, here's the negative again. I just, do you remember the performance, the like series of performances where like Sebastian Foucault and Levi Muenberg and Madonna uh, tour. Yeah. The Madonna tour. Mm -hmm. I think like pretty much everybody came, I could be, I could be wrong about this, but I think I remember hearing pretty much everybody came away from that, like totally burnt out and hated their lives after maybe not hated their lives, but like it was like a really difficult and challenging experience to go on tour with Madonna. Um, and it might've been lucrative, but it's like at what cost? Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant about parkour performances as a way, as like a viable, like sustainable way to make a career in parkour because it seems to me like it's a quick way to start making you not enjoy doing parkour. Yeah, it just depends on the, the hours and that's, yeah, I, th I think as as you mentioned like going on tour you got to do back to back performances all the time yeah and i think i can appreciate too that that the parkour collective like that wasn't their hardest stuff no no yeah like they're doing doubles where they're where or they're doing singles where they would typically do a doubles like if it was a competition line mm -hmm. it's smart of them to play it down a level because it's like the vast majority of the audience isn't going to know the difference. It's like Ed did a cork. He could have double corked, but he did, he did a cork. And it's like, why would he double cork when he, mm -hmm. like he could do a, a cork and it will have literally the same exact impression on the audience and the mm -hmm. judges. Back to positives. Yeah. I am stoked that it's on a, a widely viewed youth centric show. Uh, that has a lot of eyeballs on it that is outside of parkour and parkour hasn't had an opportunity to be on in a long time because that that Britain's Got Talent season that I was talking about that was that may have been like a decade ago it was a yeah, long, it was time, long time, ago. time ago well the, before you go on <laughs> I wonder how big Britain's Got Talent is like these days hmm. because I know it was like really big before I mean but we're not in Britain so we don't know I don't know how big it is now. I'm mean, yeah. sure it is. Like, I was looking at the YouTube. It's got, like, 19 million subscribers mm -hmm. or something along those lines. And there, a lot of their videos have tons and tons of yeah. views. So it's obviously still reaching a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, I, I don't imagine it gets watched. Well, it probably gets watched on TV. But, but because it can be accessed through so many other platforms is why it's still probably a big deal. Yeah. Um, the the big i mean another positive here they crushed it they really did do a good job mm -hmm. pulling together the choreography and making an enter entertaining watch yeah. that's the best best parkour, parkour performance i've seen amazing that's coming from the man himself <laughs> how many parkour performances have you done have i done yeah uh like have i okay because i would always try to find ways out of them because i don't flip <laughs> so yeah. I would I would uh, 
you know, be part of like the organization of, but as far as actually performing in, not too many. Okay. Uh, l- less than five, let's say. Oh, okay. In, in two decades. <laughs> but, but I've probably been involved in like 20. 20, okay. Yeah. So uh, your experience in the, in the <laughs> business. Um, any more positives you want to say about uh, Brin's Got Talent? I feel, I feel like best parkour performance I've ever seen. Is that is the top. Pretty, that is the top. Yeah. The top positive. I don't know. Name 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 one that you've uh, you know you've seen that you you thought did better because because I think part of it is too just that the guys are like so high level and so even though that's maybe like seventy percent for them or something it's still still, really really high level i don't even know if it's 70 percent, honestly yeah no i mean no one goes 100 when they're when they're doing a a live performance like if i recollect like what they actually did Mm -hmm. it's like not like this is not even this is not even close to their full power you mentioned competition lines too and the thing is like competition lines you rarely see a flawless competition line yeah Yeah, it's like crazy rare it's because usually someone messes up a bit so and you can't for that you, for like a stage performance, you can't, it has to be flawless. I can't think of, I can't even like, I'm trying to think of like the hard things that happened mm. in it. Ooh, ooh, I just thought of something, cause, cause I don't know if anyone are gonna listen to this, but just a piece of advice too, if they, if they get an opportunity and I don't know what their time on stage is, but I haven't seen for this type of performance and this works really well to draw, draw it out, but it's like basically uh, failing something multiple okay. times to get to get the reaction of uh successfully getting it but it's a tricky thing to act but if they were able to to throw that in where one of them maybe does like i don't know a flip pre or something something that's like legitimately hard but they can definitely do like 10 out of 10 times but then they intentionally screw it up or mm-hmm. try to stick something they should oh they should bring like some water on the stage you know do like a water challenge on there that i think i think these things could could hype it up a bit for, oh, sp- for like Britain's spice Got it Talent. up where yeah. it's like you don't want to fall in the yeah, water yeah. and then they actually you know two of them actually fall in and then the third one gets it or something i think that would sell really well on britain's got talent if they can that would be really cool i i i mean i'm hopeful that they'll go all the way um it's super hard to do that i think but uh be would be sick i'm curious to see how their next round goes i don't know how many rounds they have to go through but Really curious to see how their next round goes because it uh, seems like um, it's going to be more exposure for parkour. Hell yeah. And that can't be a bad thing, right? Unless it's uh, Michael Scott making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> unless, it like, unless it's not being called parkour. Yeah. yeah. But the funny thing is, like, they, uh, Ed introduces them. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're the parkour collective. We're a group of free runners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Why? <laughs> mm. uh, it was interesting actually when I was in Brighton. Um, Jay Batrick was referring to himself and the group as parkourists. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Just openly, that was like the first time I had uh, ran into someone where in conversation it was naturally flowing, and I didn't I didn't want to draw attention to it. You know, I was just like, oh, that's. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still, because it's, uh, I think that was the word that for the longest time, parkourist uh, people were against. Yeah. Because it sounds kind of weird, but it also really makes sense. Um, and it's, it's the thing where 
people outside of parkour, they would they'd be like, what do we call you? Is it parkourist? Or like, because parkour is, no. No, it's definitely not make por- any, you can't You can't say that. It okay, hold on. Let's go through mm. the list mm. of options, and we'll mm-hmm. get our our audience to comment on okay. what the best option is. Um, and I don't want to t- turn this into a huge long conversation about the okay. terms. So All right, list your options now. Okay, so we've got the old school, mm-hmm. the OG, Tracer, Tracer, mm-hmm. or I guess we can go English translation of Tracer. Okay, so Tracer or Tracer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it sounds weird saying Tracer. Um, we've got Parkour Athlete. We also got parkour practitioner. That's kind of been thrown around, right? Mm-hmm. We've got free runner. And we have parkourist. Can I throw one more in? Please. I don't know if it's like my favorite, but there's a bunch in there that I don't like anyways, but uh, parkour player. Parkour player, all right. Um, is there any others? No, I don't think there is. Okay, so they're out of those six options, vote in the comments below what is the best way to refer to somebody one who practices parkour it's a it's a debate almost as old as uh the parkour and free running one yeah maybe and and maybe just about entangled there's an entanglement there too (sighs) gives me anxiety just thinking about it so you name dropped a moment ago and i don't know that name but i knew what you were you said Michael Scott. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Michael Scott is the character in The Office, played oh, by, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, by yeah. Steve okay. uh, Carell. Okay. I thought you were referring to something else. Were you, were you, what I, was I thought you were referring to the other topic. Oh, I, I the thought, other topic? I, okay. I thought you were trying to... Trying to weave us into the next. All right. Topic. Well, let's. Uh, um, well, see, that is, would have been really artfully done. Yeah, because because I, I thought you were referring to someone making fun of parkour by by not calling it parkour and calling it something stupid. And see, this is you're weaving in this segue really nicely. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> just ruined your segue there by calling it out. Mm-hmm. Flumping. <laughs> See, and it we really could also rolls oh, off the oh, also flumper. Flumper. Yep. <laughs> flumper. Okay, so uh, big news, everyone. Big news, everybody. Uh, the new, the newest parkour game has is coming out soon, and it's called Skate Four, I think. <laughs> Skate Four, uh, and they have there's a parkour mechanic. And I think you, I, I, I don't know, I haven't played Skate, I, haven't, I don't really know, I'm not super into video games, but, um, but Skate has, I think, had some parkour-like elements in it before, where you can climb up on buildings, you can front flip, and you can do kinds of things like that. And, uh, and EA, uh, or like the developers behind Skate, they announced that there's a thing that you can do in the new game called flumping. And this is thank thank you uh, Henry Blue for bringing us this to bringing this to parkour community's attention. Um but they're calling parkour flumping. 
and they're saying it's a combination of flicking and jumping, which I actually don't really even know what that means. But, uh, but basically, flumping is the parkour mechanic in skate. And Henry, rightfully, has called them out on it and said, like, why aren't you just calling this, like, parkour? Uh, why are you, like, inventing this whole new term? Um, and there's all types of, like, all sorts of potential backlash that we can receive as a, as a culture around why it's bad to call this flumping. Yeah, it's, not, it's not even so much the backlash is, like, okay, so we already have the parkour free-running problem. You have other things that get confused with parkour, like calisthenics and tricking. And now we're just... It's something that's so clearly parkour. And, and they're not going to... Like, I don't think... We wouldn't be even having this conversation if they were calling it free-running. Which I wouldn't be, like, a fan of, but I would understand. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's really dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb, and, and you just uh, shared with me some videos that you pulled up before we started recording here of, of gameplay or, like, previous gameplay or whatever, where it's... It, I wasn't as bothered, <laughs> I guess before seeing those but when i see those i'm like oh there's a lot of parkour in this game there's a lot of moves you can do it's not just like a little because if they were going to call it flumping and it was just like a thing that occurred in the game and it was really goofy all the time and it, and it involved bailing or something you know cause that's kind of what it sounds like it sounds like you messed up but it, when it's actually like executing parkour lines and flips and there's so many techniques you can do it, it's just so absurd that they're not calling it parkour. Well, they literally, in this announcement video, they literally show a clip of game footage of the character doing a flyaway precision onto a skateboard. And they're saying, and as they're talking about the term flumping, they're showing this clip. So it, it's, it's not just like off board movements it's literally parkour that they're calling flumping. And I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt initially, but man, it's it's pretty obvious that they are mm. they're taking the they're they're taking the movements that we do as a culture and they're renaming it. And I think that I think it's just unfortunate because this could be good for parkour if they just call it a parkour mechanic. It's really good for parkour. It's really like we we uh, have taken parkour, taken inspiration from video games, you know, and like, skateboarding too. Yeah, yeah, like we, you know, Assassin's Creed, you know, had parkour elements before we were. I think a lot of people would say that that you know, tackbacks and, and catbacks, one eighties, whatever you're calling it, came from Assassin's Creed. Although, like you could see David Bell and some of the Yamakasi doing returns and things like that, but. Uh, then they would appear in Assassin's Creed and so and wall runs and things like that. And so even like some of the American parkour community early on would call or Prince of Persia would be the you know, like yeah. they would call um, a, a tack back off a wall or a 180, whatever you call it. They would call it a prince, I think, mm -hmm. probably unfortunately still do in some places. Um, it's a weird term. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, Assassin's Creed called it out. They were like 
when they were developing that game, they were like, this is a parkour mechanic. Oh, so they actually... Yeah, they, okay. this was... It was mm -hmm. not accidental. Mm -hmm. It was heavily influenced by parkour that mm -hmm. influenced the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, yeah, they're, they're doing parkour. Mirror's Edge, another example of a video game that used a parkour like mm -hmm. mechanic. In fact, it's a first person shooter kind of game and you can shoot, but mm -hmm. the, but it's actually the way the game is designed is you're you're better off trying to sneak around and like accomplish like get through the levels without fighting, mm -hmm. which is very parkour element, yes. right? So um but yeah, skate, I mean even um even some of the Tony Hawk games had like you could kind of like jump around and, and climb on stuff and tony hawk was like heavily influential for m me as a person and just in our generation in general because uh i mean it introduced me to skateboarding and even if i never got super into skateboarding it was like culturally i felt like a part of mm -hmm. the skate culture in some ways and that's been heavily influential and so it's a shame that that skate is just actively trying to like down like they're 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 incorporating park like so like so much more parkour gameplay than many other games out there yet they're just completely shitting on it by calling it flumping yeah i i wonder so without trying to be like very like reactionary to it i wonder what like just why and and to to know why we would have to know the history of the development of the game, and something that you uh, brought to my attention the other day, and I've been trying to get confirmation on it um, a little bit too not too short notice for for this episode uh, for this podcast, but we think we know who did the mocap for this game, and they're definitely parkour guys. And so that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to hire parkour people to do mm -hmm. the motion capture. And tell them they're doing parkour. You know, tell yeah. them they're, they're doing parkour. Hire them because they do parkour. And then get them to do parkour things. Mm -hmm. And then integrate it into your game. And then, instead of calling it parkour, you call it flumping? Yeah. Come on. And so I'm wondering if there, maybe there's a legal angle or something? Or... Yeah, I don't know because oh, I, I think maybe I think it's because these... maybe it's because Adam Dunlap owns uh, owns parkour. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> it's just I I don't know what the angle is like, and I think people are kind of uh, uh, it's seemingly a lot of the reactions from parkour is is oh skate they're making fun of parkour skating mm -hmm. is making fun of parkour, and if yeah. that's true, well like I don't know the, okay so like the 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 Guys in the IG clip that I saw talking about it don't look very cool to me. They don't, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to say anything like talk about like appearances or whatever, but it's like I don't really care if a bunch of guys that look like dorks to me that don't appear very fit or young or, you know, anything, if they're... Well, if if they're making fun of parkour, I don't, you know... Really so, care. all right, so let's let's play the angle of let's give them the benefit of a doubt. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they can't use the term parkour. Mm -hmm. So they're like, let's make up a stupid name for it. We'll call it flumping, a combination of, according to them, flicking and 
jumping, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know where this term flicking comes from. And maybe someone a, was maybe trying to say, knows what it yeah, is. someone who skates the other day was trying to say, and I can't remember what they were. Yeah, I don't know. it means something. Anyway, let's just assume it's it's. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, it's still. Even if, like, so, okay, even if they're not allowed to use the term parkour, flumping is certainly the wrong term to use. <laughs> why, do they ha- why does it have to have even a name? Why don't they just mm-hmm. call it, like, off-board movement or something like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what the gameplay is like. Is there, is there like, a selection you have to make? Switch to flumping mode. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Or, why, I don't know, flip, switch to off-board. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it feels like there doesn't need to be a term for it. Yeah. Um, it would be great if they called it parkour because mm-hmm. then it's obviously more exposure for parkour mm-hmm. and could potentially get a whole generation of youth into our sport. Mm-hmm. But here we are. We're yeah, in the, the world I, of. And I guess the worst case scenario is, is you have. Um, I, what people are, the two the two worst case scenarios people are afraid of is one youth uh, that and I, I highly doubt there's many of them out there that haven't heard of parkour are being introduced to parkour but it's being called flumping and so now they're trying to figure out where they can learn how to flump um, yeah it does it does you know switch to a verb better than you know or I guess it is already a you know, then sounds so stupid. Because you though. can't, you can't parkour. Um, you want to go yeah. flump? Yeah, no, it is, it is stupid. Uh, but so there's that. Um, that's a bad scenario, but probably not a very likely one. Uh, I think the scenario that most people are, are are not looking forward to is is being called out for flumping when you're doing parkour. So is like the scenario of the, the, the hardcore parkour, the thing, you know, we already had an episode talking about being not that bad. I don't know, do we, are we being made fun of if uh, someone rolls up and is like, oh, flumping. Maybe. I play video games, <laughs> but I just don't, I think people are, I think this is almost just kind of like a wasted, thing because I think everyone's still going to recognize it as parkour. I think parkour's too big actually. I... Parkour's bigger than this game. Yeah, yeah, okay. So It's not bigger than skating, but it's bigger than this game. Yeah, and so I, I agree. It's not... This isn't the end of the world scenario that people might think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's you're going to be hard pressed to find you know young people who don't know what parkour is. Mm-hmm. And so people who are going to play skate, they're going to know what is happening on screen is they're likely going to know, like, this is influenced by parkour. Um, even with that, with it being called flumping. I don't know if we're going to have the experience of people like yelling flumping at us while we're out training. That's not desirable and it's annoying, but is it the end of the world? Those people are going to be yelling something like parkour, hardcore parkour at us anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess the the principle is what I'm upset with, mm-hmm. is that you're taking parkour and you're you're clearly using parkour as a heavy heavy influence on all the off board game mechanics uh, in this video game, and yet you're going to 
call it not you're not not only not going to call it parkour but you're going to call it a really really stupid name and that's the that's the issue i have with it and again i don't think there's going to be super big consequences as a result um but it just seems like a dumb thing yeah it and it it seems uh it seems if and i think that's the reaction too is it seems hateful and Ooh, and yeah, without like you know burns. without knowing the story that's how, particularly in that clip, you know, where they're like, oh, what is this? <laughs> you know, just a bunch of guys having, a, having an office laugh, you know. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, that's, that's been the reaction, is that it, it feels like an, a, a bit of an attack. And I don't, I don't really blame uh, parkour people, parkourists, well, from, from feeling like they're being... Attack. This isn't the first time that skateboarding as a community has attacked other action sports. So I had a, I had a question for you actually earlier. I was going to say like, do you think there are skaters that like really dislike parkour? I don't think. I mean, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Let's say yes. I I I would. I think years ago, I could have said definitely yes, but I think as time has gone on, and because part of it too is like parkour needed to uh, develop more, and it needed to like be really stand the test of time to be like, no, parkour is its own thing. Because I think early on, skaters were just like, oh, we do something that's way harder, and um, this is so, like this is so, this is stuff we just do for. For shits and giggles. So, uh, but now because parkour is kind of identified as, and we have like we have star athletes. We got. I think Dom has done so much for uh, for that side of things, like D D Dom's style, because um, his style resonates with skaters. I think a lot, and I think he's done so much for um, maybe turning some skaters that maybe didn't like parkour into being appreciative of parkour yeah I, I guess i mean the question that you posed to me is like do you think there's skaters out there who hate parkour and i think the answer is yes but it's like those are just people as individuals do i think skating as a culture hates mm. parkour i don't think so but skating as a culture definitely hates um rollerblading <laughs> or at least did for a very long time and I think largely that's because they use the same spaces. They're using the same skate parks. They're using the same ramps. And a lot of the same spots are going to be used. Like, they're going to skate the same rails and, the, mm -hmm. and so on. Whereas, parkour rarely actually interacts with skateboarding in, like, on the streets. You know, maybe there's, like, a couple of spots that will have, like, like some interest in. And then there's definitely people who do parkour in skate parks, which... Um, can be like if it if others if people are trying to skate there and you're trying to do jumps or flips then they're gonna be annoyed by that but i think it's so rare that our two cultures intersect in like literally out in the streets that i don't think there's any reason for there to be any kind of beef um but um and i, I also think that skateboarders aren't threatened by parkour coming in and being like like the an activity that skaters are going to go flock to instead, or potential skaters are going to go into parkour instead of going into skating. 
So, um, so I don't, th I don't think there's like real a need or, or, or any kind of animosity towards parkour from skate skateboarders, but as a community skateboarding has been historically pretty, um, judgmental and, uh, and kind of, kind of hateful towards other sports, rollerblading, scootering, etc. Even, even, even like longboarding is not cool to most skateboarding, you know? So, uh, are we at risk of like there being like a whole generation of skateboarders hating parkour or making fun of parkour because of this flumping term? I don't, I don't know, maybe, but I don't think it, it probably isn't going to matter that much. Yeah. It doesn't, it also just doesn't like, it, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the scenario where someone is like, huh, those guys are flumping, you know, just, it, it just doesn't, I don't think that becomes a thing. I don't, I don't think it, it really lasts. It's, it's what they're doing with the game is stupid. And I, I still think that most people are going to play the game and just ignore the term. So I, I don't think there's this threat of the scenario of, of like youth skaters growing up and looking at parkour and like being like <laughs> flumping, you know, as like some sort of adopted slang. I think it's actually that the the creators aren't very hip and they thought it was funny, but I don't I don't really th yeah, I don't really like, see like young people like in on the joke. It's like well, it's funny because it's just like a few guys like sitting in a room like <laughs> flumping, yeah, <laughs> but it it's like. I don't know. I feel like most people aren't going to find that as like funny and they're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. like, what is yeah. that? Well, the guy in the interview like didn't get it. He's, a, he's an older guy, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, flumping. I'm going to yeah. teach some flumping tonight. <laughs> I feel like I had more, another thing I wanted to add to it, but you know, I think, I think much like what I what I think is going to happen with this game, we should uh, with the term in the game. I think we should kill this conversation. Um, All right, because I I think just like flumping, it's it's yeah. I I, I know. It, well, actually, one thing I was wondering is: are do you think it's possible that this gets retracted? That they correct it. I mean. Or I guess I'll even ask another, do you think it's worth it for uh, parkour practitioners? I mean, it's already happening. They're, they're commenting on the thing. But do you think it's worth it for us to, like, really push, you know, like for almost like the, uh, the, the fig movement, right, where there, there was continuously a lot of, like, you know, don't, don't relent. Like, everybody keep, you know, keep hashtagging, keep, um, keep showing that you don't like it. Is it worth it for us to do that, for, for Parkour to do that? Or do you think those efforts will go nowhere and we should just just move on and, and try to just pretend it's not happening? I am not in the business of trying to tell people what to do with their time. I'm not saying tell people what to do. I'm just saying, do you, think it's a, it's, do you think the effort is worthwhile? I can talk about what I think for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not going to take the effort 
to comment on a social media post that is like in opposition to the, using the term flumping. But I am going to talk about it on a <laughs> hour long podcast with you about it. And uh, <laughs> there's a little more context than. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, we're having a conversation about it. But mm. yeah, like in terms of do I feel like the need, the need to let the skate developers know that what they're doing is stupid? No, I don't think so, personally. If other people want to comment on it and tell them that what they're doing is stupid, then like more power to them. Is it going to be effective? I have no idea. To me, it seems like somebody in like that works for EA should like see this term and be like, "This is kind of dumb. What are you guys thinking? Let's change it to something else." Um, so maybe it changes because of that. I don't think it's necessarily because they're appropriating parkour. If they, if they do end up changing, I don't think it's because parkour people are upset because like our small community isn't going to be particularly like by boycotting the game, you know, or whatever happened, like people are still going to play it. Whoever was planning on playing this game before is already going to play it when it comes out. So they don't stand to lose anything by continuing to call it flumping other than just calling it a stupid name and people being like, what? I don't get it. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that? No, I, I think I'm mostly in agreement with you on everything there. Just, um, yeah, I'm curious if, if the, uh, because that was, I guess that clip that Henry shared is probably the first release of the term because the clips that you showed me on YouTube of the gameplay before this came out, the, the people that were releasing those clips on YouTube were calling it parkour, parkour's in the title. And so I wonder if there's enough like I haven't, I haven't looked at comments on this. Like, is there anyone who's like, who's in the comments who's like, "Huh, oh, that's hilarious. It's called flumping. I love it." You know, because if it's all negative, then maybe they will retract it. Might try to pull this up now. <laughs> Do a little quick look. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a. Uh, It would be weird for them to keep it if if you're seeing comment sections that are full of people not understanding it. I also don't know if the clip he pulled was from like a longer piece and that was just a moment of it or whatever. I think it is from a longer piece. I think this is it. Here. You're looking at the longer piece right now? Yeah. Because yeah. um, there's like a bunch, obviously there's like the the Instagram post where all the parkour people were commenting on it. And so like, is that Instagram post, is that post specifically about the term flumping and, and that and that part of the gameplay? No, no, no. It's just it? advertising this like longer, um, mm -hmm. longer form discussion, I guess they had with the developers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, and maybe this isn't even the right video. Because I don't even see anything about flumping in here so yeah. far. So I think it's just being ignored. But but if they were to exclusively put out a clip where the title of the clip is flumping. So this comment says parkour. Mm. Uh, like and they, so they used a there's a parkour tag in. No, it just says parkour tag. Like maybe there's yeah. a tag game in. Oh, okay. Like a I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
I haven't. We have the thing is I haven't even watched this mm-hmm. uh, interview, so I don't even know how much depth they even talk about flumping, or how much like they show what's like any kind of parkour mechanics or gameplay. But yeah, I don't see. Mm, I, that was the only comment so far that um, even references parkour and it didn't even mention anything about flumping so okay mm. alright one more one more leave a comment below what you think about flumping as a term because um, it's clearly uh, it's clearly parkour <laughs> based on what we're seeing uh, so do you think that we should be going after the developers of skate and uh, telling them that we're just dis- that we're not pleased with the term flumping, or uh, should we just let it be and just kind of move on with our lives? I'm gonna go move on with my life. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay, should we wrap right. it up there? Yeah. Okay, great discussion, Mr. Renee. Oh yeah. Thanks again for tuning in. Like the video if you liked it. Leave us a comment on any of those topics that we mentioned before, and we will catch you in the next video.